now you're locked in to the leading source for ASU news and discussion. Get your wolves up. It's the Wolfcast on ASURW.com. And welcome to the Wolfcast, your officially unofficial home for ASU fans, sports, and all that stuff. Uh, just a reminder, you can find the Wolfcast at ASURW.com. You can also find us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash ASURW. Uh, and then we're on Facebook. We're all over the place. Um, great stuff. Well, today it's me, Jesse, along with uh, Terry and Jeremy. Wolves up, guys. Wolves up. Wolves up. Yeah, pretty exciting stuff. It's been a while since we've done a Wolfcast. It's been a while since I've been on the Wolfcast, but that's okay. Um, it's pretty exciting time to be a Red Wolf fan. Um, lots of victories, lots of weird games in the middle of the week. Um, and the Red Wolves are rolling off of a pretty exciting victory against the Georgia State uh, Panthers, right? Or Jaguars or some sort of cat. Who knows? Until they win, it really doesn't matter. Um, but... They're an up-and-coming team, a team that really gave um, ASU a scare, a game that we did not lead in um, until the, the fourth quarter, I guess, or really pull it, put it away until the fourth quarter. Just a very scary game, a very impressive performance by their quarterback, Arbuckle. Um, and and just a, a game that, that wasn't sure until the end. Uh, Jeremy, just kind of your quick thoughts on how ASU performed in this game, um, who are the stars? And, and then also just talk a little bit about since the last time we were on here. Um, we haven't been here since, uh, I guess, the South Alabama game. So go ahead and talk a little bit about ASU's performance in the game um, this past Saturday. Well, um, I was there, and uh, my thoughts that were that I didn't think we played particularly badly. We had a couple of mistakes that really cost us. But for the majority of this game, and, and I predicted this kind of going in, that what you had here is a Georgia State team who does not do a lot of things well, but they do one thing really well, and that is complete passes down the field. The ability happens to correspond with our weakness, which is downfield passing game. We are a team that is very good at stopping the run, but teams that have hurt us have been teams with fast receivers that if they get them into space, um, we've had trouble getting them on the ground. And that's kind of what you saw, and that is what made this game a challenge and uh, one that we eventually had to win in the fourth quarter. Yeah, definitely um, a challenging game, one we didn't have in hand. But it seemed like there at the end it was, I guess, our our uh, our depth that really kind of put the game away. Uh, Terry, what are your thoughts about ASU's performance? I think overall, uh, you know, we saw a lot of good things as far as we were able to put a game away when really we looked like we were going to give it away. And uh, it's one thing that we've we've talked about uh, kind of off the show that I've noticed in some of these games recently, we've found ways to kind of scrap together a win whenever we've not particularly looked like we've been in control or played um, super great, you know, start to finish. Um, and, and I think a, a testament to that is making big plays when it really matters, uh, forcing turnovers, um, making the most of those types of situations. Uh, you know, had it not been for a uh, timely interception uh, that led to a score to put us up by a touchdown, um, you know, we were tied at, late in the game and uh, you know, it was looking like Georgia State was going to go down the field once more. 
uh, and with that interception, we were able to kind of shift the uh, momentum and uh, went down for a score. And then we have, uh, you know, kind of a, a breakout run once we get our last possession uh, to kind of run out the clock. Warren Wan squeezes a 60-yard a uh, touchdown run into his repertoire. And uh, so it's just making big plays like that that have kind of shined through kind of some of the ugliness, uh, you know, that we've seen offensively. And it's just a testament how resilient we are. And I think uh, one of the things that's really kept us in games is – uh, just, you know, some depth. Our depth is finally playing in our favor. Uh, and so I think that's one thing that we've seen that's got us uh, some wins late in the fourth quarters of games. All right. Well, All right. yeah, definitely an interesting game that, uh, you know, we were afraid until the end, and now we're, we're uh, confident, I guess, um, feel good after the win. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of tells you that in the Sun Belt you can't just – lay back and, and, you know, expect wins. You've, you've got to play for them. Um, Jeremy, just quickly, your thoughts, uh, the, over the past couple of weeks, we've had, uh, some victories. I guess we'd like to talk about a little bit, um, a big win over, uh, uh, South Alabama. And then, uh, we also had a victory, uh, I guess last week on a Thursday night against our foe, the, the raging Cajuns, um, a game that, you know, we would normally think it's going to be a big threat and it was a threat, but, um, a game that, that we were able to kind of handle. Um, and it wasn't, I guess the outcome wasn't in doubt, um, quite so much. What are your thoughts about ASU's performance over the last couple weeks? Well, um, the main thing is we've, uh, just got it done late in the ball game, uh, made the plays, even when we've been threatened. And, um, a lot of our theory, maybe behind our coaching staff is that, uh, we've got these guys in better condition than a lot of the conference, and, and we're rotating specifically on defense, and uh, that's keeping us fresh and putting us in position to make these plays in key moments. And, uh, you know, that speaks well for this team where we may not have played a complete four-quarter game yet, but we have made the plays in crunch time, and uh, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, definitely. Um you can kind of see the conditioning of ASU, and I guess the conditioning, but the depth is probably the better way of putting it. Coming through, um, having success, and in, uh, in some belt play where where the depth or injuries might might be uh, a problem for some other guy for some other teams, and so it's definitely one of those things that that ASU has been able to take advantage of um, and be successful with. Uh, you know, just. Uh, each and every week, if, if we can just take advantage of that, it's definitely a positive thing. Well, just kind of looking around the Sun Belt last week, guys, uh, just some games of note that uh, that we'll want to talk about. Uh, some teams having a tough time that, that you might not have expected. Um, looked like Monroe gave uh, Lafayette all they wanted, um, taking it into the fourth quarter with a big lead, and, and Lafayette coming away with a victory at the end, 24-30. Um, Troy taking App State into overtime, having the lead for a while, and App State eventually pulling that out in overtime, uh, 41-44. to um, Obviously, ASU topping Georgia State, 34-48. Um, a game I really felt like um, was kind of a lock of the week was Idaho versus New Mexico State. Idaho in potential to had in line, I guess, to, to go bowling, but loses this game to New Mexico State, 48-55 to in overtime. 
Um, and then also Georgia Southern um, easily topping on a Thursday night, Texas State 13 to 37. So some interesting games in the Sun Belt. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any surprises other than the Idaho game in, in the in the final outcome, but probably surprising that Monroe contended against Lafayette and then Troy contended against App State. Um, uh, let me ask Jeremy that. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Um, well, the, well, the thing you see in this conference right now is that um, there's a lot of parity, and, and, and quite honestly, it's because there's there's not a lot of you know really good teams. There's there's several um, on the bottom, and um, what you have is uh, you see it in the end that a lot of these teams who are struggling. Or aren't finding ways to win, but are in fact finding ways to lose, such as Louisiana Monroe and, and Georgia State um, and Troy. Um, they uh, were all in position. They just, um, you know, there is a reason why, you know, bad teams are bad teams is because they just don't get it done when they need to. And, and in Monroe's case, they actually had a 24 to 9 lead at halftime and got out and scored 21 to 0 in the second half. That's just an inexcusable turnaround and uh so uh that was a little bit disappointing for those of us who are kind of hoping that louisiana lafayette opens up the new orleans bowl for somebody else this year um app state troy and i think that might have been a little bit of a, a deal where app state hasn't really faced a team that wants to sling it down the field like troy does and troy exploited that and, and completed some um tough throws in, in some t- into some tight windows and uh made uh, App State stretched out a little bit. And they got a little greedy in the tri- third overtime and went for a fake field goal, and, and it cost them. But, um, you know, it's this league is definitely a league where you better bring it every week because uh, somebody can jump up and get you. Yeah, definitely um, definitely not something you just kind of sit back and, and, and count on a win in, in the Sun Belt just because there's not enough, you know, separation between the top and the bottom um i feel like that gap is closing and probably not for the better um but regardless um you definitely see that you know uh, you can't sit back and rest um and watch and hope hope for count on a victory you got to go out there and, and compete and and take charge i mean and and over these past few weeks um just the way things have kind of shaken out it really sets up for this thursday night to be a big game, um, the two top teams in the conference, App State and ASU, are going to be facing off on a Thursday night, both 4-0 in conference. Um, and then when we look at, at, at how the rest of the conference kind of shakes out, Georgia Southern had a tough loss against App State. Um, puts is great for ASU fans because this means that we get to, to play App State and, and control our destiny there and, and play the, um, the two top teams in, in the Sun Belt. But Georgia Southern sitting back, Tied for third right now, essentially are, are strongly in third place with um, by themselves. And then Lafayette after them, two and one in conference. Surprisingly, Idaho um, right behind Lafayette, two and three. Uh, South Alabama has uh, two losses uh, in conference uh, and one win, along with Texas State and Georgia State, all right there, one and two in conference. Troy has three losses and one victory in conference, then New Mexico State right there with them, one and three in conference, and then finally Louisiana Monroe pulling up the bottom, um, 0-4. So 
anyway, definitely an interesting shakeout for the Sun Belt and how things have kind of shaped up this far. Uh, and, and looking at it, you know, from an overall conference perspective or overall schedule perspective, App State and Georgia Southern are already bowl eligible. They were left out last season um, from getting a bowl game. So they're probably going to lock up a bowl spot um, out of the Sun Belt. And then New Mexico State and Louisiana Monroe are already out of it, out of contention. And uh, Troy is one loss away from being out of contention for a bowl. So some interesting shakeouts, uh, how, how it's kind of playing out. Jeremy, what are your thoughts on how the Sun Belt is kind of shaking out right now? Well, I, I think it's it's pretty obvious to me that um, four teams that should end up in a bowl are, are Appalachian State, Georgia Southern. Those two have nothing to worry about. Arkansas State, unless we collapse, we have very little to worry about. And Louisiana Lafayette. What becomes interesting is that if you look at the matchups, a fifth and potentially a sixth could get there, and there could be a slot open for a fifth. Um, but who will that be? We don't know. Certainly Idaho had a, had a decent shot at it, but their loss against New Mexico State really hurt those chances. They would have been 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Now they're 3-5, and five and they're going to have to upset somebody. South Alabama has a shot if they can win their home games. Um, Texas State has a shot because they're sitting at two and five, but they've got three consecutive home games before they finish up with two road trips. So if they can get those three home wins and get to five and five, and they'll be favored in all three of them, quite honestly, um, then you know they just have to go on the road and uh, and find a way to steal one. Yeah, definitely. Um, things could shake out very in a very interesting manner. Um, you know. There's possibilities where we have a multi-way tie for first or conference champs. Um, there's there's potential that the Sun Belt, you know, uh, ends up not being able to fulfill all the bowl obligations. I mean, just all sorts of different strange scenarios. I think um, given the next after next week, we'll we'll definitely see how things kind of shake out a little bit better. But you know, uh, time will tell. Uh, but but just kind of interesting how things are shaking out right now. Well, guys, um, let's go ahead and put a wrap on segment one, and we'll roll into segment two and talk about next week and things to come. And when I say next week, I mean Thursday. Uh, it's it's on it's right on top of us. So a big game in Boone, North Carolina. ASU travels to take on App State for what could be the conference championship, and it's kind of looking that way. So, anyway, stick with us through the break. We'll, break, we'll be back. Um, you're listening to Wolfcast on ASURW.com. On the pontoon. And welcome back to the Wolfcast on ASURW.com, your source for ASU news and discussion, or unofficially official, whatever. Well, <laughs> guys, um, we're looking forward to uh, this App State game. Should be a really interesting game. Um, App State, uh, a team that we faced last year and we really felt we had a great shot um, against. But, you know, in my diagnosis of last year, it was really just an injury story for ASU. I know that's probably the cheap and easy way out, but um, you felt like um, facing a team that was full of um, younger players um, that we really had a shot. And I remember sitting back saying, we got to make this, this team is a run first kind of team, and we got to make this young quarterback beat us uh, by the name of Taylor Lamb 
and and that's exactly our game plan, and that's exactly what Taylor Lamb did was beat us. Um, and you and you've got to be a little um, hesitant as an ASU fan coming in this season, knowing that you know your weakness on defense is the passing game. Um, and I really feel like that might need to be the story. Marcus Cox is an amazing running back. I feel like we need to stop him first before we look at Lamb, but I might be wrong. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? I mean, just looking at this App State game, I mean, how do you game plan this? It's hard. You've got to basically pay, play a standard base defense and hope your guys make plays because they have, like you said, a, a tremendous running back. Um, Marcus Cox currently has uh, 167 carries for 917 yards. That's good for five and a half yards per carry. Um, and their quarterback, Taylor Lamb, has 283 yards rushing himself, which is very, very good. Um, so uh, they run the ball well. They throw the ball well. They spread the ball over the field. They've got four receivers with, um, I believe, over 250 yards receiving. The quarterback has over 1,500 yards passing. I mean, they're just a really solid team, and, and that shows by the fact they're 23rd in the nation in offense and 11th in total defense. So on paper, there's not a lot that of weaknesses with them. What we've got to simply do is outscore them. Uh, we need our offense quick clicking um, because and it's not going to be easy, but at the same time, if we stay away from being one-dimensional and can actually run the ball and throw the ball, such as we did against Georgia State, we're tough to handle, and uh, that's that's going to be the key. we got to be clicking and in rhythm on all cylinders and, uh, and win third down. Yeah, I – Something we were talking about earlier, kind of offline, I guess, and has really been the story for ASU, I think, this season is, you know, do we make mistakes and beat ourselves with turnovers or do we take advantage of the turnovers we get? And I really feel like that might be the story for this game. Um, you know, do we turn the ball over or do we get the turnovers? And I, I don't know. Um, you want the guys to play smart and, and, and um, do the right thing and so on, but we'll see. Uh, it should be a good game. I, I don't like it being on a Thursday. I don't like, you know, having to go to Boone. But, um, you know, depth might be a factor here. You know, who, who's got the, the lungs to kind of make it through this game? Who's not as beat up? You know, I mean. And know. I think we have both of those advantages. I think we're deeper. I think we're probably healthier. Um, the, the home field advantage and the traveling is to our disadvantage. But those other two factors should favor us. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, I, I don't know how it's uh, how it's going to shake out, but it should be a tough game, an interesting game, a fun game to watch. I know I'll be watching on ESPNU or whatever station it's on. It's going to be one of those state, one of those ESPN stations it'll be on. I know a lot of Red Wolves fans will be watching. There'll probably be some watch parties um, in Jonesboro for the game. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, it makes you a little bit nervous, makes you a little bit excited. So. We'll see how it shakes out for Red Wolves fans. Um, I know, uh, I know a lot of a lot of the the fans out there will be getting together to watch it. I really feel like uh, our defense and our offense. I, I feel like our defense, so long as we can kind of not give up the big play, and I feel like if our offense doesn't give up, you know, too many turnovers, and, and Freddie is just Freddie, um, and we're able to take to take advantage of some of those weapons like. Uh, J.D. McKissick, who's just been amazing. 
this season. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of performance, uh, great performances by Wand and Gordon. All these guys, our O-line feels fresh and, and is able to kind of wear down their defense. I feel like if, if we're able to do that, you know, we're going to be victory. We're going to have the victory, but but you never know. Um, something that I've been impressed with these last few weeks is um, our special teams. Uh, Blaze Taylor's been doing an amazing job um, returning uh, kicks or punts or whatever. I think it's uh, punts, right? And then also uh, McKissick's been doing an amazing job returning kicks. I mean, it, it's been really impressive. So really looking forward to this game. I don't know what to say other than we don't need to screw up. You know, that's I think that's going to be the big thing. Um, I think we probably have the advantage. Otherwise, um, just don't don't make the mental errors. So, anyway, um, Jeremy, any 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 more thoughts before we wrap up this game? We got to play our best game of the year to win. Um, it's it's not going to be easy, um, but I'm hoping that happens. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I don't I don't know about the best game, but we do need to play really well. That's for sure. Um, so anyway, just kind of looking around the Sunbelt and other action going on um, in, in the upcoming week. And it's hard to believe we're, we're this far into the season, but um, some exciting games coming up. Uh, Lafayette travels to Georgia State. Should be an interesting game. Um, Idaho goes to South Alabama. Troy hosts Monroe and New Mexico State uh, travels to Texas State. I'm not sure what in here is is, is terribly compelling. Um, I think it might be interesting to see if Lafayette um, taking on Georgia State. There's two stories going on there. I feel like Georgia State is, is trying to break through, and I feel like Lafayette is coming down. Um, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on the games coming up? What are you going to be watching for? Well, the one that strikes me as most interesting is certainly the, uh, the uh, Louisiana Lafayette traveling to the Georgia Dome. Georgia State is a team that's not played as well at home. They're actually uh, six and a half point underdogs in this game. But if they play like they did against us and give an inspired effort, they might be able to stretch out that secondary of Louisiana Lafayette and give them some problems. So that was yeah. the one that Could I had. Could be a pretty circled. interesting game, yeah. Well, hey, let's go ahead and put a wrap on this segment. We'll come back. It's got to be a quick wolf cast. Sorry, guys. Um, but it's got to be a quick one. So we'll, we'll come back and do our predictions and uh, talk about talk about next week's outcomes. You're listening to the Wolfcast on ASURW.com. I guess everybody's got their way of moving on. Girl, rest your head one more time in my bed. Love me like you love me when you love me and you didn't have to try. Welcome to the Wolfcast on ASURW.com, your source for ASU news and discussion and fandom and unofficial and official and all that stuff. Well, guys, um, let's be quick and talk a little bit about predictions for next week. Um, we're going to skip over the spreads and just talk quickly about the ASU game. What do you expect against App State? How do you think it's going to shake out? I'll turn to you first, Terry. Um, how do you think it's going to shake out for App and ASU? Well, I think the main thing is we're going to have to bottle Taylor Lamb up and we're going to have to make sure we uh, make a point to stop Marcus Cox. Uh, Marcus Cox is going to be one of the top two to three running backs that we have seen or will face this season. And if we can stop the run 
uh, I think that will help make them one-dimensional. And Taylor Lamb is a good, is a good quarterback, uh, so we'll have our work cut out for us. But we've only given up 200-yard rushers this season, uh, and so I think that uh, we can uh, continue to play well, uh, stopping the run, and uh, if we can get our secondary to uh, uh, cover some passes, uh, then we'll be in good shape. Great. So what's your final score prediction? Uh, I'm going to say that uh, final score is going to be A-State 38, App State 35. All right, great. Uh, Jeremy, your thoughts on the game? Well, I think that I agree with Terry. Uh, first, we got to stop the run. Uh, last year, Marcus Cox had 40 carries for 220 yards against us. I don't expect that to happen again this year. Uh, we've got a much better defensive front. If we can do those things, we will play press man against Taylor Lamb, and at that point, our defensive ends have to win the ball game for us. They have to get after him. They can't let him sit back and, and pick his part over the middle because that's that's kind of where the weakness of this defense is, is in the middle and when our safeties get picked on. Uh, make them try to beat you with fade routes on the outside. I don't think they would do that. I, I, I like our chances there if we can protect the middle of the field. So uh, final score prediction, uh, I'm going to say that I'm going to go Homer optimistic here and uh, think that that great game for us happens and Arkansas State wins this game by a final score of 38 to 31. All right, great, guys. Well, I hate to be a homer, but I'm a homer. So, uh, you know, I really, uh, I really feel good about our opportunities, especially with it being a shortened week and us having the depth. So that's really what I'm going to be counting on. Um, I think it's going to be close. App State will probably even have the lead. But I think there at the end, you're going to see um, App State making mistakes and uh, ASU bringing in fresh guys. Uh, I really feel like um, that's going to be our opportunity to win this game. So I'm going to call for a final score of uh, App State 34, ASU 40. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Should be a lot of fun. I think I'm calling for an ASU victory, 34-40. So should be pretty interesting. Well, it's been a quick Wolfcast. Uh, sorry about that, but the, you know it's, it's how it goes sometimes. We're all we're all busy guys. So, uh, but but we're glad to bring it to you. Um, looking forward to next week. Looking forward to this game. Should be an exciting time in the Sun Belt. So, anyway, uh, remember to subscribe through Stitcher or iTunes or just on the website or whatever. You can find us everywhere on Twitter and Facebook. Um, you've been listening to Wolfcast on ASURW.com. Go State. This one is ours for the taking. Let's win this comp. Keep it up, guys. We can get this win and win an outright title.